Hello. Hi. Welcome to episode 10, everyone. Welcome to episode 10. Yeah, I counted right, didn't I? Yes, okay. this is episode 10. <laughs> and as episode 10, this is also going to be our season finale. Yay! <laughs> We're ending season one um, because the holidays are mm. happening and right around the corner and... Life's just going to get real crazy. So we're going to take a break for a few weeks, um, and we'll be back with season two sometime in 2018. And there is going to be a big cliffhanger at the end of the season. Yep. It's going to involve a love triangle and a will-they-won't-they they type situation. I hope there's no love triangle, because there was only two of us. That's true. Um, so for this week's episode, for our season finale, season one finale, we are talking about Melbourne, Australia. And I guarantee for the people who are from Australia, they hate the way I just said that. But I am from America, and I'm not going to try to say it like I'm from Australia. Yeah, I think they'd hate it more if we tried to sound Australian. <laughs> but I'm excited to talk about Australia. It's a place that I really feel like I don't know a lot about. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't think... it's. I mean, it's been on my radar, obviously. It's a big place, but... Um, and it's a place I'd love to go to, but I just don't know that many people that have been, and it's so far away. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing about Australia is the wide variety of animal life down there. Yeah. Like kangaroos. I, kangaroos are awesome. Yeah. Do you know why kangaroos hate it when it rains? Because they get wet. No, that's you. <laughs> I don't know. Kangaroos hate it when it rains because then the kids play inside. Oh. <laughs> Let's go, Lundbergs. We have the world to see with your hosts, Mike and Haley. For travel advice you've never heard. Let's go, Lundbergs. So as soon as I pushed stop on the record button just now, I turned to Mike and said, that was actually a really good one. <laughs> They're all good ones. I like that joke. It was funny. I hope so. <laughs> okay. Well, um, because this is a place we're not super familiar with and we're not experts on, we're not experts on anywhere really, but um, we're especially not experts on Australia. We are going to kick off this week's episode with our interview with our friend Jess. And here is what she had to say about Melbourne. I'm Jessica, Jessica Rancy, um, and I grew up in Melbourne City. I was born in a little country town just outside Melbourne called Bendigo, and I lived there until I was 18, and then I moved away for college, and then after college, ended up in the US. So um, that's definitely been what I would call home for the last <laughs> 35 years of my life. So, so yeah. Awesome. So what's... Tell us just what's so great about Melbourne. Um, what's great about Melbourne? Um, Melbourne is a very vibrant city. It's it's kind of understated. When people think of Australia, they'll think of Sydney. Mm -hmm. And people generally want to go see the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the Opera House and things like that. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, <laughs> Melbourne is far cooler. <laughs> it's um it's a it's a city it's like it's right on a lake so there's a whole bunch of views throughout the city um it's probably a little bit colder than sydney is um but it's um 
it's just got a really good vibe. The city is known for its um, it's known for its restaurants. It's mm-hmm. got a really um, really big food culture and cafe culture in oh, Melbourne. Excellent. Um, <laughs> and um, and just downtown is just amazing. It's just such a fun city. They've got it's really so a couple of things it's known for. One, it's known for its food culture yeah. um, and cafes and things. Um, and two, it's known for its sports. So it's it's oh. considered the sporting capital of Australia. Oh, and they have um, they have some of the biggest sporting arenas in Australia there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big Aussie rules football mm-hmm. um, state or city, um, <laughs> and they have the MCG there. It holds over a hundred thousand people per game. Oh wow! And it's just, I mean, you go down you go downtown during one of the big matches, and it's just just comes alive. There's people everywhere. There's people enjoying it yeah 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 that's cool so i don't know much about even like the size of the city like what's the best way to get around if you're visiting like is there a is there a mass transit or yeah so australia is actually really easy to get around it's really easy to navigate for the Mm. most part nearly all of our cities have really good transit systems oh good um, so there's, there's a rail line. I grew up on station street. So I was one block or like one road from the, from the railway line, but the oh. railway lines go all over the city. It's kind of like New York. You can get anywhere on a railway line oh, and then awesome. this, and then right downtown, there's a tram system as well. Oh, cool. And that's, um, a little bit, a little bit of a kind of a smaller system, but kind of gets you in the nooks and crannies throughout the city. Um, so yeah, it's really easy to navigate that way. Um, one, one little interesting piece of information and I actually only learnt this, um, recently, I only learnt this in the last couple of months, but apparently Melbourne city is the only other city in the world that has the same configuration as Salt Lake city. Oh, Oh, wow. Like, so on the, like on the grid system? Yes. We're in a grid system and the streets are the same size and everything. You know how everyone's always talking about the size of the streets in Salt Lake? Yeah. Um, we have, so it's exactly the same There's a grid system, the same size streets and everything. Yeah. And so in Melbourne city, one of the really cool things about the city, and I was going to mention it in the first question you asked me is that, so they have, like I said, they've got a really good cafe yeah. vibe there, but they've also got, they use their spaces really well in Australia. So they've mm-hmm. got like little cafes down alleyways and they've got, oh, cool. um, the gr- like streets done up in graffiti and that are kind of more tourist attractions. And like, like you can go down all these different alleyways and find all these cool little things down alleyways in yeah. Melbourne city, which makes it really interesting to kind of explore because yeah, there's cool. things, that, things around every corner. Yeah. That's really cool. But, yeah. yeah. Fun. Um, talking a little bit about, um, if you're going there as a tourist, are there parts of the city that are better for tourists to stay? Are there places that tourists should typically avoid? Is the whole city pretty easy <laughs> to stay as a tourist? Um, yes, uh, the, the whole city is pretty easy to stay. Yeah. And especially if you're coming in as a tourist, you're probably going to stay right downtown in Melbourne. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the city, uh, so Melbourne's kind of I guess it's similar to LA in that the city is very concentrated, and mm-hmm. then a large population of Melbourne city lives in the suburbs surrounding the city. Oh, okay. So there's not a, a I mean, there's still plenty of people that live in the city, but yeah. um, a lot of people commute in um, mm-hmm. during the day for work day. So um, if you're a tourist, chances are you're going to want to stay in the city and that's pretty safe and easy to get around and easy yeah. to navigate. If you're staying outside, 
the city, then yeah, there's probably some areas you want to avoid. Yeah. Um, but I, for most tourists, I doubt that will happen unless okay. they've got contacts there, people they know, people got they're it. staying with. So that makes sense. Okay. No, that's yeah. good to know. Um, going back to your uh, talk about the cafes and the food and everything. Uh-huh. Is there like a traditional type of food that you can't or cuisine you can't miss while you're there or like what's or is there like a all-time favorite restaurant? Like what would you recommend for people to eat while they're there? So, like I said, there really is an endless supply in Melbourne. There's yeah. just so much and they're just so known for it. Mm-hmm. I would recommend Ligon Street, which is oh, the okay. street. It's kind of like oh, I don't know what you would compare it to here, but it's the street that's known for all the nice fancy restaurants. So you've got oh. Italian and everything. But the one thing that's – Melbourne in particular is extremely multicultural. It's a huge, big melting pot. Yeah. Um, there's there's every nationality in the world lives in Melbourne. I, like growing up – I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, but growing up in <laughs> growing up in Melbourne, I think I was one of the only white kids in my, in my, my um, high school class, like of 30 oh, wow. kids. I, there was Indian, there's Chinese, there's Japanese, there's, there was every nationality you can imagine. Yeah. And that translates into that food. There's yeah. every food you can imagine in Australia. There's That's just cool. such a wide variety. And the one, the one food I'll say is actually harder to come across is actually Mexican food. Really? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's interesting. I, I only know of one Mexican restaurant in, in Melbourne and I, probably, <laughs> I mean, there's probably tons. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that that's that one's super common here, and everybody loves it here. But yeah. it's not nearly as common in, in <laughs> Melbourne. So that's interesting. But actually, yeah. one other thing I was thinking of yeah. is um, Yumcha, China Yumcha in Chinatown. Oh. Really awesome. So if you go down to Chinatown in the uh-huh. middle of in the middle of the day at lunchtime, twelve o'clock or something, yeah. the rush it's just like a mad rush, and you'll go to one <laughs> of these traditional Chinese restaurants, and you'll get the food coming out in carts and like. Oh, cool. I remember I remember eating um, chicken's feet at one of these oh, restaurants. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to be adventurous. Yeah, it's very, very, authentic. very authentic yeah. Chinese food. Oh at wow. Some of these places, so. <laughs> That's but, amazing. Yeah. And uh-huh. so how do you how do you spell that street that you were talking about just so I get the spelling? I think it's L Y G O N. Okay. Ligon. That's great. Um let's see. Next question. Um Oh, it's me. Okay. Um as a tourist, um like are there are there things that you can do um to save money? in melbourne or are there cheap things or free things in the city that most tourists just wouldn't know about some things yes some things that you can do to save money so americans don't do this quite as often as europeans and australians do but Mm -hmm. i would 100 percent stay say stay in the backpackers they're okay everywhere they're all over the country you can get nicer ones i know some people are concerned that Mm -hmm. they can be a little bit of a party place and not yeah. quite right not quite the right environment but yeah. you can get nicer ones and they're way cheaper you can just get like a little room mm-hmm. um is that ev- is this the same as like a hostel yes it's like okay. a hostel okay. uh-huh. and everybody in australia travels that way oh interesting um, and um and so they're really common and they're really cheap um okay. so if you want to do it the authentic way i would definitely say stay in a backpackers yeah. um the other thing I would suggest again is the public transport. Mm-hmm. 
And um, one free thing that I've done around the city, it's been a few years since I've done this, but one free th thing is one of the trams, if you get on at, I think it's Flinders Street Station, which is this big icon station. Mm -hmm. If you end up in Melbourne, you'll go to Flinders Street Station. It's yeah. um, a well-known station. Yeah. If you get on the tram right there, they give you a free tram around the city. Um, and there's like a, a voiceover that kind of tells you where, what's at each of the stops and where to get off to look at different things. So it'll go past the Melbourne city library. It'll go mm -hmm. past like the courthouse. It'll go past all of, all of a number of the icons around the city oh, and you cool. can get on and off wherever you feel like. I think there's, there were over 50, 50 different places you could stop and it'll take you out to Ligon street and it'll take you to a couple of these other places that oh, you want to cool. and it'll give you the history and the voiceover. So it's kind yeah. of like a, a free hop on hop off bus. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. That's really but, cool. Yeah, that's something that you can check out. Nice. That's great. And the other thing is you have to go to a um, – you have to go to a football match at the MCG. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's an experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fairly cheap. You can just get ground passes for $10 or something. I don't oh, know what it is these yeah. days. But, um, but they're really cheap, and that's right downtown too. Cool. That's great. And so I'm going to display my ignorance – but is Australian rules, foot, rules football, is that like rugby? Um, no. And trust me, you're not the only person that's asking that. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, it's not. It's a completely different sport, although many people will tell you they're the same. They're absolutely yeah. not. They're very different. Um, <laughs> I, you're going to have to Google it. I don't even know how to explain it to you. It's no, kind that's of, okay. It's kind of a mix between um, soccer volleyball and quidditch is oh, how awesome it. So, I, I hope there's flying blooms yeah that yeah. sounds amazing i'm it's in a, it's a really fun sport it's really quick pace yeah um, it's the sport i grew up on and i love it so That's i highly really recommend cool. doing it it's a big part of the melbourne culture yeah everybody's got their football teams that's really cool and is there like is that a year-round thing is there a season for that um, no, it's definitely seasonal. It's in the winter. Okay. I'm not, actually not a hundred percent sure what the months are okay. um, off the top of my head. They just oh, had okay. the grand final last month. So that's when, that's when it ends. I'm not okay. sure when that's their fun. So what are some maybe kind of off the beaten path type things that maybe most tourists miss out on that, that uh, would be worth seeing? One of the things Melbourne is really known for is its comedy festivals. They have oh. the Melbourne Comedy Festival there, which is the big comedy festival for the country. And they are kind of have their, I think it's their finals. I'm not sure how it works exactly. Mm. But one of the big things I'd suggest doing is finding out about the comedy festivals. Uh, they also have um, oh, what's it? the Vic Queen Victoria Markets. Oh. is is a big thing it's a big huge market um that's right downtown in the city mm -hmm. um i think it's just i can't I, I haven't been there in a long time so i'm not sure but i think it's saturday and sundays okay um during this well i don't know You'll have, i'd have to look that up but yeah. queen victoria markets is a big one and what what else what are some other hidden gems i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but there's a, a graffiti alleyway and you can walk mm -hmm. around the city and follow the graffiti and it started out as being actual graffiti and then they've mm -hmm. kind of turned it into artwork and now it's um kind of this big tourist attraction so that's probably not a hidden thing you could probably find out about that on the internet but that's really yeah. cool to see that's cool yeah um and oh, what are some other little hidden treasures um 
St Kilda is really fun so if you go down to St Kilda they've got a really good vibe going there it mm-hmm. kind of feels like a little bit like Southern California where you've got the it, there's a big huge uh, path along the beach where you've got people oh. rollerblading and they've got the pier there and <laughs> volleyball nets out and things like that so um, St Kilda is really fun beach to go to it's kind mm-hmm. of the St Kilda is a very trendy city too oh uh-huh. um it's kind of the millennials probably a lot of millennials in there or millennials millennials with money I guess (laughs) kind of also a rich city yeah Um, so also like southern California right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, probably and there's a a, there's a lot of tourists in St Kilda too yeah an attraction and yeah cool no that's great um and I think you touched on this a little bit but how how feasible is it to get to other parts of the country like do you have to fly to Sydney? Is there train? How, how does that all work? Um, one thing that a lot of people underestimate is how large Australia is. Uh-huh. Um, so Australia is almost the same size as the U.S. Land. Wow. Um, so you can do it. You can get a train or a bus from one side of the country to the other, <laughs> but it's going to take up your whole vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, and it depends on how you want to travel. If you're going yeah. there for a few months and travel around and get a car, then absolutely do that. Yeah. Um, but if you're just going there for a short amount of time, then I recommend flying just because it it takes too long to get from place to place. Yeah. Um, but you can do it. That, Like I said, there's public transport throughout pretty much the whole country. Yeah. You can get a train from Melbourne to the top of Queensland um, or, or and or buses. Um, yeah. So it's, it's doable, um, but... If you're short on time, probably not the best option. Yeah. That's really good to know. It's not a quick trip to Perth. <laughs> no. I, in fact, <laughs> I've never actually been to Perth myself. I've been just about everywhere else, but I haven't been to Perth. But that's, yeah, to get to Perth from Melbourne is probably a 25-hour drive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so, – it. Australia does not look that big on maps. No, no it's <laughs> Like <huge>. globes. <laughs> it's huge. There's, there's a lot of emptiness in the middle of the country. <laughs> Everything's kind of scattered on the on the outside of the country, yes. but, but yeah, it's big. <laughs> I actually have driven, so I went. So I'm from Melbourne at the bottom, mm-hmm. southeast corner, and I went to school in the northeast corner in Cairns, oh, wow. and I actually did drive home from school one year um, when I graduated, and that it's about a fifty hour drive from oh, the top of the village. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. <gasps> that is it's a long, long way. Time. Yeah. It's really fun though. Straight through the outback, it was great. <laughs> Wow. That that would be an adventure for sure. It it was. It was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> That's sweet. Wow. So here's a question that um I asked our uh, our guest when we did the London show the same thing. But is there anything that you want or maybe just Australians in general would like Americans to know? <laughs> Things to do or not do. And I'm I'm giving you a chance to vent here. <laughs> Things to do or not do. Um, don't and you to, can be totally honest and blunt because yeah. don't go to Sydney, go to Melbourne. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> um, Sydney's Sydney's awesome, but having grown up in Melbourne, I think Melbourne's got a lot more to offer yeah. or a lot to offer. Sydney's Sydney's awesome too, but go see the Sydney Opera House and then go to Melbourne. <laughs> awesome, love it. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's probably what I'd say. Awesome. I no, that's perfect. Yeah. And Great. don't go thinking you're gonna go do New Zealand and Australia in the one trip. Oh, yeah. That they're, makes sense. They're very Australia's huge. 
So yeah. it's like saying you're going to go do America and Canada in a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not going to work. So those, those two things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, skip, skip Sydney and take more time in Australia than you think you're going to need. Yeah. That makes sense. Awesome. This just kind of came to mind for me. What's the weather like there in the winter? I don't really know. Um, it depends where you go. Like I said, Australia is about the size Big country, of the yeah. US. So in Melbourne, it's actually pretty, pretty yucky. I would probably liken Melbourne to, to Seattle. Oh, okay. It's in the winter. It's super windy. You get a lot of winds right off the ocean. Um, so it can be really cold in the winter. I, even though I live in Utah, I think I've been far colder in Melbourne than I've ever been in Utah, oh, even though yeah. the temperatures don't get down that low. Um, the wind just makes it extremely cold. So yeah, Melbourne can get really cold. Um, and, but other places like Queensland, um, from about Brisbane up, you'll get 70 degree weather in the winter and 80, 90s in the summer. So wow. if you go a little bit further north in the country, then the weather's going to get warmer and the further south you go, it's a little bit cooler. Right. I mean, nothing like Utah. We don't get blizzards like you get in Utah. <laughs> you don't get no or mountains like you have in Utah at all. Yeah. Um, it's a lot a lot more mild. Yeah, that makes sense. Across the board. Mm-hmm. So. so if you're going to yeah. go, go in January. Well, <laughs> January is a little hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say go March. Okay. I can live with March. Yeah. It's yeah. still miserable here, so yeah. I, could, <laughs> I could do March. <laughs> or October, November. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful there right now, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, in Melbourne. It's beautiful in Melbourne right now. So That's awesome. Cool. Okay, well, do you have any last-minute um, words of wisdom or just things you want to say in conclusion? I mean, maybe your conclusion is just go to Melbourne, not Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> My conclusion is that when you travel to Australia, one of the, the things that I think is great about Australia is this is our sporting events. So go to the, go to a sporting event and then our foods, which we talked a little bit about, make sure you don't skip fish and chips. And then third, which I didn't really talk much about at all is the beaches. Oh Uh, yeah. Australia is known for its beaches. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend going to the beach, whichever one you can get to because they're they're pretty much all amazing yeah. all the way around Australia. Um, and try try hand at surfing, try hand at scuba diving, try hand at body surfing, whatever you can, because yeah. the beaches is what makes Australia great. It's a very beach <laughs> culture, beach environment. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I miss that in Utah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. This has been so fun and yeah. I'm glad we were able to connect. And I, lo- I like talking about my home. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's a really cool place. Everybody should go. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> She's the best. The best part about interviewing her is the awesome accent. <laughs> it's true. She it. is great. Yeah, so um, that's what we learned about Australia from Jess. Uh, we thought now we'd tell you some things that we learned about Australia ourselves and particularly Melbourne while we were uh, researching this episode. Yeah. And it's after researching it a little bit, this is even more so a place I want to go to because it seemed to me like there are way more free cool things to do in the city than paid things to do in the city, which is like my kind of city. We love free things. Free stuff. Yeah. Heck yes. 
Um, so the first thing that came that I came across is the Royal Botanic Gardens Victoria, um, also known as the Melbourne Gardens. I think that they're just in the heart of the city. Um, probably can't miss them. It looked like it's a pretty large area, um, but that's totally free. It's it's um, similar to Central Park in that it's just open to the public. Um, it's huge. It's beautiful. It sounds like a lot of people were saying, just take a picnic there. And there's lots of people that are just out um, hanging out in these gardens. And it sounds like they're beautiful. Um, as in part of the gardens, too, they have what's called the Shrine of Remembrance, which is a really neat World War I memorial. Um, also free, also just part of the gardens. Um, and then just outside the gardens, there is the National Gallery, Gallery of Victoria, um, also known as NGV for short. Um, but again, totally free. It's an, that's an art gallery. Um, and they've got Degas, Monet, um, they've got some Rembrandts, some Bernini, some Cezanne. Um, it sounds like it's fairly large and, again, totally free and awesome. I love Monet. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I love ways to, I'd, I'd love to get more Monet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you said that one before. <laughs> Did I? Not on the show, but, oh, okay. but in our life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you've said that before. Um, yeah, so those are all just right in the same um, area, really easy to get to, um, kind of in the heart of the city. And then another thing that I came across, um, and this was something Jess mentioned too, that there's a lot of like street art, and I mean a, a more colloquial term would be like graffiti in the city. Um, and I, there were a lot of like self-guided um, tours that you can, if you just Google um, free self-guided art walking tour Melbourne, that's a mouthful. <laughs> but <laughs> if you Google that, there's tons of options that come up and you could do a really cool walking tour of the city. You wouldn't have to pay for it because you're just looking at it on your phone or uh, there were even some that you could print out beforehand, but it gives you step-by-step -step directions um, and you would just get to see some of the really cool street art in the city, which would be totally intriguing to me. Um, I, I like that idea. I think that would be really fun. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, another thing I found, um, and this is something we've talked about in past, in previous episodes for other cities, um, people were recommending that you bike around the city. It sounds like it's a very bikeable city. It's um, pretty easy to get around on bicycle. And they have a bike share program similar to what they have in a lot of other cities. Um, not a bike share, but like a, like a bike rental service. Um, and the first 30 minutes of that are free. So Ooh. you could, you could bike around, um, the Melbourne gardens if you wanted to, or, you know, any number of things, just bike around the city. It's free for the first 30 minutes. Or use it to deliver Domino's pizzas. Or deliver Domino's pizzas. But that would be, um, why would you do that? <laughs> 30 minutes oh free, got it mind. okay <laughs> i get it now but that's not what i want to do when i'm on vacation me either <laughs> anyway that is an option if you're feeling like that <laughs> um the next thing i found and this was again something jess mentioned um were some of the street markets in the city the one that everybody was raving about online is the queen victoria market um, everything's named after victoria in this yeah, place yeah totally and Melbourne was that guy that she loved. What? You remember that? From no? uh, 
from the Victoria TV show we watched. The, no. The the uh, prime minister that she loved was oh. Lord Melbourne. forgot about that i forgot about that show first of all (laughs) yeah that's right yeah anyway sorry apparently (laughs) melbourne the city loves her back yeah super a lot um so queen victoria market um getting back on track queen victoria market obviously it's going to cost money if you buy things but if you're just people watching or if you're um just walking through or just browsing that's obviously free um, another thing Jess mentioned was the city circle tram, the hop on, hop off, um, tram that goes through the city. That is amazing to me. I wish that every major city had something like that because that just is so, as a tourist, that's so inviting and so awesome. And I want to go there just because they have this free option. Yeah. I want to go there cause they have all these free things <laughs> <laughs> and they're awesome free things. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely something you should look at um, and take advantage of because again, it's free. Everything that I've listed so far is free, which is unbelievable to me. Um, the next thing, the State Library of Victoria. Again, another shout out she is again. to Victoria. Um, it sounds like, I mean, it's, it's a state library as the name would suggest, um, but it sounds like they have some, you can do a self-guided tour of the reading room there. Or you can also like book um, guide free guided tours through the library. I think you have to book those probably out in advance um, of when you get there. But maybe if you're there on a slow day, you could just walk right in and do that. I'm not exactly sure on the details there, but something to look into if you're if you're interested in that. The reading room looks really cool, um, and I'm sure you could again people watch there or just kind of um, take take advantage of the cool architecture and see some of that stuff yeah makes me think of the reading room in the library of congress a little bit yeah a little bit yeah um the next thing that is also free um saint paul's cathedral it sounds like most of the big um churches or churches that tourists would care to go to are free um probably all the churches are free but saint paul's cathedral is free as well um Jess also mentioned the beaches. It sounds like St. Kilda Beach is close and beautiful. And a lot of people online were saying, yeah, just make a day trip out of it and head down there and hang out at the beach all day. And that sounds like a great life to me, um, <laughs> just hanging out at the beach. So yeah. that's also free. I mean, you'd have to get there. And if you, you know, bought anything while you were there, it sounds like there's a market out there too um, that you could take advantage of. And then the last thing I wanted to mention that is kind of quirky, um, at the Royal Standard Hotel every second Wednesday, um, they have a board game night, and they have all these, all these people converge um, in this like hotel. I assume it's in the lobby um, on Wednesday nights at six o'clock. <laughs> And they play board games. Wow. And that sounds so fun to me. <laughs> That's probably not something that most tourists are going to take advantage of. But it's free and it would be totally quirky and fun, I feel like. I want to do that. I okay. think that would be really cool. <laughs> do you have to bring your own games or does, does the hotel have them? I don't think the hotel has them. I think there's just enough people that come to this thing every second Wednesday or whatever it is. 
um, that they there's like a standard crew of people that bring games. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, you probably could bring your own. I don't know. You're not going to want to pack that, though. Yeah, but I'm, I, I was more wondering if the hotel provided oh. them or if people just had them when they oh, showed up. Oh, I don't up. know. I don't know. But yeah, it seems really, really fun. Yeah. And totally weird, but really fun. Awesome. So those were the free <laughs> things. That was a long list. Well, unfortunately, you probably will be spending some money while you're in Melbourne. Um, there are a few things that cost money that uh, we think are probably worth it from what we hear. Uh, like, for example, and again, this is just another great example of Australia being really awesome at naming things. <laughs> but there is a zoo in Melbourne called the Werribee Open Range Zoo. Word. don't know if i said that right or not but apparently it's a really awesome zoo um it's like what, what did you say like it's like 19 square miles yeah it's either and, 19 or 12 it's yeah. it's a lot it's huge yeah and there are obviously i'll bet there would be kangaroos there i bet there's a probably lot of... all kinds of awesome animals it's 36 dollars for adults but on the weekends kids under 15 get in for free which to like here in the United States, I feel like they'll say ages 10 and under or ages 8 and under or ages 12 and under. But this one goes up to 15, which is cool. Also, it's amazing to me that a zoo is letting kids <laughs> in for free on a weekend. I know. Yeah. Because that's their target demographic is kids. Yeah. And the weekend is their busiest time. Yeah. And they're letting him in for free. That's yeah. awesome. So that's also something good to know. Like, in our case, we don't have kids. And so we probably truthfully would avoid going there on the weekend because it would be crowded um it might be a little bit crazier because they're just, just going to be more kids there not that kids are bad but it just we don't have kids and so for us it would make sense to maybe try to go during the week because we're going to pay full price anyway yeah. or you could just impersonate a 15 year old or i could just be a 15 year old yep that's an option too <laughs> <laughs> not a good option but an option yeah um another cool thing to visit there would be the melbourne museum which is like a natural and cultural history museum that's in melbourne that just kind of details uh, like just a great place to learn more about australia and, and melbourne in general yeah and, and and all the cool creatures there yeah yeah <laughs> and uh that's another place where kids are also free but adults uh, could get in for 14 dollars a person yep so yeah melbourne museum um you're probably wondering how to get around <clears throat> like most of the places that we talk about, we're big fans of public transit. Yep. In this case, uh, there's a really cool mobile app that uh, comes along with uh, uh, Melbourne's public transit system that's very easy to use. We, you know, go ahead and download that. Another thing that you'll need while you're there is a card, and we think it's called a Mikey card. We're dumb, guys. Yeah. We don't know how to say things. It's but... M-Y-K-I. <laughs> We're going to call it Mikey because it's like, hey, Mikey, he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Um, but yeah, it's, a, um, it's like a refillable card that you buy and then uh, put more money on as, uh, as you ride the public transit. Uh, there's something called a visitor pack that you can get. It costs $14. It comes with the refillable card. And uh, $8 preloaded on the card for you to use. Um, so not only are so you're getting the $6 card, which you're buying anyway, you're getting $8 on the card. But in addition to that, 
It also gives you discounts to certain um, attractions in Melbourne, like the aquarium, uh, the National Sports Museum, and, and other types of places. Yeah. Um, and it works for trains and trams and buses. Um, it sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a tap on card, um, that you can use and it's, but for the city circle tram that I talked about, um, just a few minutes ago, that's free. You don't need a Mikey card for that. Um, you don't need any kind of card for that. So Mikey, Mikey, (laughs) you're my Mikey. Yep. (laughs) We hope that's how you say that card name. (laughs) It might not be, but it's fine. Um, Next thing we want to talk about are, what are you going to eat when you're in Melbourne? Um, Everything. Everything. (laughs) Eat all the things. No, Jess was super awesome when we talked to her about this. And it, in some of the research I did, there really is like every, you have every option of food you could want. Um, It sounds like, I mean, this kind of seems like a no brainer to me, but there are a lot of really good seafood places. If you're into seafood, Mm. you definitely should check out the seafood um, options there. Um, there's an Instagram account called top food Melbourne that just the, the pictures of the food look unbelievable. They, anyway, you should follow them cause they post a lot of good gems. Um, and a lot of really awesome places that you should probably eat while you're there. Um, Jess also mentioned Ligon street and a lot of the best restaurants or you know, the so-called best restaurants of Melbourne, um, were found on Ligon street. Um, Tiamo is an Italian place. Some people were saying it was the best pizza in Melbourne. Um, but it sounds like that's pretty heavily debated because there's a place called 400 Gradi, which I assume is Italian. Um, this 400 Gradi won world pizza championship in 2014 i didn't know that was a thing first of all it's awarded by buddy the elf (laughs) no it's not world's best pizza you did it congratulations (laughs) no it's not (laughs) but i want i want that i don't want i don't want to win it because that would be too much work but i want it i want to just want to eat it i want to eat that pizza yeah for sure. Um, so pizza options in Melbourne. Sounds like those are phenomenal. Um, we also talked a little bit about the Queen Victoria Market. On So on Wednesday nights, they have, um, they turn into like this night market and there's tons of fun street food options. And if you're looking to eat on a budget, most of them are going to be really cheap. I mean, it's street food, so it's going to be pretty inexpensive stuff. Um and it sounded like there's any any type of food you could want they have at the street market, which sounds really fun. I would love to just like try a bunch of interesting things that I wouldn't have a chance to try other places. Um, it also sounds like Chinatown is very authentic and very cheap. Nice. Um, most, I mean, there are some high-end restaurants in Chinatown, but for the most part, it's like, it's just legit good Chinese food for not very much money. Um, which that sounds great to me. I don't feel like that can be bad. Um, And then another place that was recommended online is a place called Blue Train. Um, It's, and I don't, guys, I don't know how this works. It's, It's on South Bank. It's in South Bank. I can't tell if South Bank is a suburb or if it's like a neighborhood or if it's a street. I don't know what it is. <laughs> the internet was unclear about this. Um, but there's a place called, there's a restaurant called Blue Train. 
Um, and it sounds like it's right on the river. It, you get a great view of the city um, from the restaurant. It looked like they served a little bit of everything. Oh, Mike just pulled it up. It looks like it is kind of a neighborhood. Um, probably like South Bank of the River, yeah. I would guess. That's what I assumed immediately. Yeah. I mean, I don't put that much thought into these podcasts, so that's a lie, guys. Um, the internet was just unclear. I didn't understand. Um, anyway, Blue Train. Sounds like that's a great place to eat as well. Um, it is a sit-down place, so if you're looking for something a little nicer, a little fancier, um, I don't think you have to be like fancy dress or anything, but it is a sit-down place. Um, and then um, Jess also talked about cafe culture in Melbourne. The internet was very um, all over the place as far as which cafes are the best. And my recommendation, and somebody... I don't take credit for this. Somebody online mentioned this, that like when you're in Melbourne, just strike up a conversation with somebody. Or like if you're staying at an Airbnb, ask the host that you're staying with, say, hey, where's your favorite cafe? Where do you go? Like, where's your hangout spot? Um, and go there because there's pl every place is going to be any place that anybody recommends is going to be good. Um, and it sounds like there's just too many to choose from for there to be like the best or a handful of the best cafes in the city it sounds like there's just there's just too many too many options too many good places great so hopefully you ask someone that knows what they're talking about at least yeah i mean hopefully you ask a local yeah but i'm just saying hopefully you ask someone and they don't say mcdonald's right don't go to mcdonald's <laughs> go anywhere else though yeah well hey it's time for mike's book corner yay yay so uh, I had a, again, just because I didn't don't know a ton about Australia, I was like, I don't even know where to begin when in looking for stuff to, um, you know, recommend for reading because I don't know a ton about Melbourne itself or its history or anything like that. But I did a few internet searches and I found some things that I think sound interesting that are things that maybe I would want to read at least to learn more about Australia. So the first one is called, well... With the, here's the caveat, but it's it's called In a Sunburned Country <laughs> if you buy it in the U.S. Um, okay. It was published under a different name in the U.K. Oh. and I think in all the Commonwealth countries. So in the U.S. it's called In a Sunburned Country. Um, elsewhere it's called Down Under. Oh, okay. And it's by Bill Bryson. Bill Bryson is a... Uh, he's a nonfiction writer. He's kind of a memoirist. Uh, he's probably most well known for writing A Walk in the Woods, oh. um, which was about his journey on the Appalachian Trail, and Robert Redford made a movie about it. I was going to say, I remember that. I remember there being a movie. Yeah. And he wrote another book about Australia called In a Sunburned Country, just about his travels around Australia and the people that he met and, and spoke to and the things that he learned. It sounds like it's kind of a fun little travelogue about hmm. travels in australia that's cool um the other one that i i picked up on is called the fatal shore ah. the epic of australia's <laughs> founding and this is more the deep history type things it's uh, by robert hughes and it's basically an account of the colonization of australia and about how the how england shipped all their bad guys down to australia in, in uh for their penal colony and uh, basically just the history of uh, the creation of Australia as a 
European settlement. So that one, again, is for the more hardcore history uh, seekers who want to know all the nitty-gritty details about uh, Australia's origins. That's the one Mike would be reading, and I would be reading the other one. The other probably. one sounds good too, though. I would, <laughs> I would read both of these. Okay, good. Yeah. That's <laughs> why you're recommending them, right? Yep, that's why. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you know what? I'm really proud of you right now because you haven't once made a reference to the Simpsons episode about Australia. I thought I about know it. You were watching that the, like just the other day. I was, and I thought about it in the opening, but <laughs> I decided not to. That's going to be the third part of Mike's recommended reading <laughs> is Mike's recommended watching. Watch the episode of The Simpsons called Bart versus Australia. It's an excellent episode. It was, I saw part of it and it was crazy. It was everything <laughs> The Simpsons always is. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, do you think at that board game place they play knifey spoony? Maybe. <laughs> You'll have to watch the episode to understand the joke. <sighs> or not. Just let it, let it go over you. It's fine. <laughs> You don't need to watch it. <laughs> um, anyway, that concludes this week's episode, and that concludes our first season. Yay! Yay! We are so we love this, and I hope that you guys. We hope that you guys are loving it too. Um, we really appreciate those of you who have said something to us, um, and said, you know, hey, I love your show. You guys are doing great. That means a lot to us and more than anything this is just a hobby for us but it's a fun thing and we're glad to have so many of our friends that are so supportive of what we're doing yeah thank you for listening we really appreciate all the positive comments we've been getting and we'd love to hear more yeah if if you've been anywhere cool or if you've lived anywhere cool um talk to us we'll get you on season two we'll make it happen and uh that's it yeah we'll see you next season and let's go lundbergs <laughs>